What is up, guys? This is the Press On Podcast. My name is Justin, and I am so glad you are joining us. This is actually the latest we've ever recorded one of our podcasts. As of recording right now, it is uh, a little after midnight, and I knew all day long uh, that after work, I had to go home and record a podcast. It's one of those things that got me through work, you know, that anticipation of, of getting home and getting to do this and That is what this season really is all about, anticipation. That's what Advent is about, anticipating, anticipating God's gift to us in the form of Jesus. And because of this season, we are in a series that we started last week, and it's called God With Us. Now remember, um, we're just talking about all these areas that God is with us, and last week we kind of talked about the valleys of life, Like, like we get to enjoy the mountaintop experiences of life, but we really get to know who God is in the valleys. And this week, I, I, I want to talk about those wilderness moments. God with us in the wilderness. But, but let's go back to the verse that this all comes from. It's Matthew 1, verse 23. It says this, The virgin will conceive and give birth to a son, and they will call him Emmanuel, which means God is with us. And... God is with us in the mountaintop moments. God is with us in those valley moments. And God is also with us in the wilderness moments. And when I say wilderness, I'm talking about trials. I'm talking about hardships. I'm talking about those moments uh, when you're wondering, when you're really just not sure uh, what is next for you. You know, you don't know whether you should uh, go get a job, switch jobs, go back to school. You don't know... Um, whether to pursue the person you've been dating and and really go to the next step and propose. Um, those just wondering moments. And, and here's what we know is that wilderness often follows mountaintop experiences. That, that those highs in life are also followed by these wilderness moments. I mean, just look at Jesus's life. Jesus was baptized and the very next thing, he is actually in the wilderness being tempted for 40 days. And that is what we're talking about. Have you ever experienced a wilderness moment after a, a mountaintop experience? Maybe you, you made a really good friend and that was your mountaintop experience. But then that friend betrayed you. Maybe you got your dream job. But then over time, you, you got a new boss and you just started to, to hate your job. Or you did the same thing over and over again where it just didn't feel like your dream anymore. Mountaintop, followed by wilderness. Maybe you came into some money and that was a really good thing for a while, but then the pressure set in and you weren't quite sure what to do with the money or what was the wisest way to spend your money. Mountaintop, followed by wilderness moment. And in our wilderness moments, we're often hurt, we're confused, we're empty. But but maybe those moments are a good thing. Maybe in those moments, we can learn something about ourselves, but more importantly, about God. I once heard it said that your deepest need becomes a gift when it drives you to depend on God. Let me say that again. Your deepest need becomes a gift when it drives you to depend on God. I want to share an Old Testament story with you. The story of Elijah. Now, Elijah was a prophet of God, and if you know anything about um, 
what went on with Elijah. He was really combating against uh, Ahab and his wife Jezebel and these prophets of Baal. Now there was a moment where they're out on Mount Carmel and essentially Elijah rains down God's fire on these prophets of Baal and wipes them all out. Elijah literally was on a mountaintop experience. It was an awesome moment for Elijah. But almost instantly that mountaintop experience ends because it says this in, in 1 Kings 19 verse 3, it says this, Elijah was afraid and he ran for his life. When he came to Beersheba in Judah, he left his servant there. While he himself went a day's journey into the wilderness, he, he came to a broom bush, sat down under it, and prayed that he might die. He said, I have had enough, Lord. Take my life. I am no better than my ancestors. Then he laid down under the bush and fell asleep. So after he killed these, these prophets, Jezebel essentially gives him a phone call, or maybe a messenger goes and pretty much says, hey, I'm going to kill you. And she starts chasing him. And, and eventually he's like, hey, I have had enough. I have had it. Uh, I don't know if you've ever had those moments where you just like, I, I've had enough. I have had it. If you, if you have teenagers, uh, I know my parents always said this, like, I have had enough. I've had it up to here with you. Just go to your room. I have had it. You know, or uh, maybe you have a, a boss and he's, he's demanding, he's narcissistic, and, and every day just feels like a struggle to go into work, and you're just like, I have had it. I've had enough. Or, or maybe you're just uh, struggling to pay your bills, and you just don't know what to do anymore, and you're just like, I've had it. I've had enough. We've all had these moments, these, these wilderness moments where we just want to give up. And there's a lot that happens with Elijah that we could talk about. You know, the fact that, that, that he says that he's tired and he falls asleep. And then um, an angel tells him to get up and eat. We could talk about how important it is to rest and to, to eat um, in these moments, which is true. Um, God comes to Elijah and asks him why he's doing here. And there's a whole other lesson in that. But I really want to focus on uh, verse 11 and 12 of 19, chapter 19. Verse 11 says this, The Lord said, Go out and stand on the mountain in the presence of the Lord, for the Lord is about to pass by. Then a great and powerful wind tore through the mountains and shattered the rocks before the Lord, but the Lord was not in the wind. After the wind, there was an earthquake, but the Lord was not in the earthquake. After the earthquake came a fire, but the Lord was not in the fire. And after the fire came a gentle whisper. And we learn that God was actually in the gentle whisper. God wasn't in these extraordinary moments, the fire, the earthquake. He was in a gentle whisper. And doesn't it always seem like God is quiet when we need him the most? And we often will ask, why, God, why aren't you here? Why aren't you there in these moments? Why are you just whispering in these moments? I think God whispers because he's always close. You see, here's what I know about a whisper. Is in order to whisper to somebody, you have to be close to them. If, if somebody whispers and you're not close to them, then you're not going to hear them. And so if God whispers, 
uh, and we're close to him, we're going to hear him. But sometimes uh, the, the, the loud things of life, the, the extraordinary things kind of drown out those whispers. But the closer we are to God, the clearer we will hear him. You know, I know that, that Satan, he shouts lies and God whispers the truth. And God doesn't do it by shouting, but he just calls you closer to him. And so you want to be hearing God in these wilderness moments. We, we have to draw close to him because he is with me. He's with us. Psalm 34, 18 says this. 34, 18 says, The Lord is close to the brokenhearted. And saves those who are crushed in spirit. God is close to us, even when we are in the wilderness, when we're brokenhearted. I want to end with the same psalm that we ended with last week. Psalm 139. Think about your wilderness moments for a second. Those moments when it's hard to hear God. Where can I go from your spirit? Where can I flee from your presence? If I go up to the heavens, you are there. If I make my bed in the depths, you are there. If I rise on the wings of the dawn, if I settle on the far side of the seed, even there your hand will guide me. Your right hand will hold me fast. Here's one thing I know. I would rather be in the wilderness with God than on a mountaintop without God. Why? Because I know he's with me. And we as humans have this innate longing for community, to be close to somebody, for this the connection. Nobody wants to be alone, even in the greatest moments of life. Are they really great if you have nobody to share it with? So God is with us. He's with us in the valleys, and he's with us in the wilderness. And so whatever you're going through, whatever wilderness moment is happening to you right now, we hope you do one thing, and the same thing we encourage you to do each and every week, and that's to press on and listen to that gentle whisper of God because he is with you. Can't wait to continue on in this series. Week three is next week. Until then, adios.